Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 123, and today we're going to talk about winsomeness and nuance. Well, let me show my cards up front. There's a lot of winsomeness and nuance that needs to be damned, and then there's a lot of winsomeness and nuance that needs to be used in the right way. Let's pray. Lord, we need wisdom and direction. Help us as we talk about winsomeness and nuance. I just hear, hear this all the time, especially in kind of the big evangelical circles of we need pastors who need to be wise and winsome and nuanced during this 2021 year and through 2020, and we're not going to make it if we don't have this nuance. And God, I think that's so silly. Help me to clarify what I'm talking about to these pastors and help these pastors to be bold. Help them to be nuanced where they need to be, wise and winsome where they need to be, but help them to be bold where they need to be. And so I trust you're going to lead. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Well, this is going to be the last time I'm talking about it before we uh, get going here on the 30th. So we're only like 12 days away from the first session of the cohort. You can still sign up. Later today, I'm going to be sending out the curriculum uh, for the guys and what, what the content is going to be over these uh, over these six sessions. So these sessions will be the last Saturday of every month from January to June. And if you've not heard yet, I, know, I see these listeners and I know that I've got a, a good audience here. So I really want you to sign up. I think we got eight or nine guys now signed up for this cohort, but there's room for more. And I'm telling you, this is going to be the best cohort you can be a part of. My goal with anything we do at the Shepherd's Crook is to make it the best it can possibly be. And I don't want to waste anybody's money. So you can be a part of other cohorts. You can be a part of other kind of groups. And those things I'm sure are great. But this is going to be the best bang for your buck. And also... Uh, the events that we do in the spring and fall for pastors like the uh, the Shepherd's Creek Intensive, it's I'm telling you, there, there's nothing like it. It's really great trip. So we'll be talking a little bit more about that in the coming months. But uh, the cohort, you can still sign up. Go to the shepherdscrook.co backslash cohort. The, the link is in the show notes. I've got five of my friends helping me out. Uh, Dr. Tom Askell, Brian Sauvay, who's Brian Sauvay is going to join us this uh, first session, the last Saturday of this month, the 30th. And we're going to talk about standing against theological liberalism, which is going to really set the pace for the rest of the rest of the cohort. Uh, then Bill Smith, Michael Foster, and Eric Kahn. So really, it's going to be a great group. Those guys are going to be tuning in in the, in the Zoom calls and talking to us a little bit. And so please sign up. It's going to be a great thing. It's 125 bucks, so very reasonable. All right, let's talk about nuance. Now, Nuance in the scriptures, you, you know what I'm talking about here, right? I mean, the Gospel Coalition, Tim Keller, are kind of the poster child people and groups for nuance and winsomeness in this day and age. They have mastered the third way for 20 years, 15 years, however long the Gospel Coalition has been, been around and however long Tim Keller has been in New York City. The third way has been such a great option <clears throat> for people who are trying to look at a, a, a mainly a liberal crowd in the world and say, we're not like these crazy conservative Christians. Here's a third way to look at this thing that you're not considering. And the idea with the third way is to show the biblical teaching in a beautiful manner. Beautify what the scriptures say, or show what the scriptures say to be beautiful. They are beautiful. Okay, So you got to find this third way to speak to people. And the idea is that if you have this winsomeness and nuance, you can neutralize the hatred or the antagonism from the world and, and get them into like this level playing field to be able to consider and reason with you about what you're talking about. And then maybe the world will be able to, you know, see the truth and repent and trust in Jesus and then follow him. 
And there is something to say about nuance and winsomeness. In fact, there's at one there's one point in Matthew chapter chapter ten verse sixteen where Jesus actually commends this idea and uses this word cunning for us to be cunning. And I don't see any um, specific references to nuance, but I think this could be uh, this could be tied into this word in Matthew chapter ten. Look at this in verse sixteen. Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. And the wise as serpents, innocent as doves, peace, in other translations, they use the word cunning. This idea of, of being wise in the midst of hostility is something that all pastors should strive for. Okay, So there is something to this winsomeness and nuance. But there is a problem. And the problem is what I want to address today, and then I want to bring us around to a healthy view of how and when we're to be nuanced and when we're to use winsomeness, okay? So let's first diagnose the problem. Here's the problem that I see today with those who are decrying, you're being too bold, it's not just what you're saying, it's how you're saying it. The problem is selective nuance. Now, Tim Keller is willing to be bold when it's necessary. The Gospel Coalition is willing to be bold when it's necessary, or at least when they think it's necessary. For instance, where is the nuance from big evangelicalism with Christian nationalists? With Russ Moore, with Beth Moore, with anybody who is crying out and screaming out against Christian nationalism and saying that this is the biggest threat we've ever faced as America. When they were speaking about what happened at that Trump rally last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was, where was the nuance? Because you know what? I knew several people that were there in D.C., and they were great men. There were great men there, godly men, men who loved Jesus, loved their families. One that I know specifically who is the dad of one of my best buddies. And that man is a man of legend. And he was there that day. Where was the nuance when big evangelicalism was speaking about Christian nationalism? You know what? It wasn't there. Because they were willing to speak boldly about things they thought were a threat the winsomeness crowd, the nuance crowd, all of a sudden found this boldness, and they were bold as a lion to throw many, and I'm talking tens of thousands of Christians that love Jesus and probably have read some of their articles, thrown them under the bus. Why? Okay, well, I think they're willing to speak boldly against Christians and without nuance against people that were at that Trump rally because they're wanting to secure something. They're masters of the third way, remember? They're wanting to secure the ear of the world. They're showing their cards. If you'll notice where people apply winsomeness and nuance, it will show their cards. You can see what they really value. And what they really value, the third way crowd, they really value the the listening ear of the world. And I'm not talking about the world that's down and out, that's really just needing to turn to Jesus and they're at their wit's end and God is moving on them and they're about to be regenerated by, by God and then about to come to him in faith. I'm not talking about that crowd. They want the world that Jesus says, if hated you, they will hate me. And they want to round off the edges of the words of Christ about the world. And they think, no, if you'll nuance it enough, the world won't hate you. They won't hate us. And they'll use passages like, we need to be well thought of by outsiders. And those are all true. First Timothy chapter 3. We need to use the leverage of, of our integrity to do anything we can in the world for the glory of God and for the advancement of his kingdom. But that's not what Jesus is talking about when he said the world will hate you. There is a group of Christians right now in big evangelicalism who do not believe that the world will hate them if they can nuance in third way enough. And I think that's foolish. If you see where people are willing to be bold, and if you'll ask yourself, where am I willing to be bold, and where am I trying to find this third way often, you'll find in your heart areas that are unhealthy. 
And what happens is most of the time, where you are nuanced and where you try to find a third way, behind that, most of the time, pastor, behind that is embarrassment of the scriptures. Not all the time, but most of the time, it's embarrassment of the scriptures. Because nuance and winsomeness only needs to be used in specific and very rare occasions. We need to understand the right time. We need to have appropriate outrage, not misguided selective outrage at the right things and use wisdom wisdom and nuance in the right ways and in the right times. Winsomeness and nuance can be helpful tools to comfort grieving people, for instance. It can be helpful to address difficult situations. It can be helpful when you're describing the sovereign will of God and the permissive will of God. Winsomeness and nuance can be incredibly helpful when you're talking about eschatology or when you take Jesus' example when he's helping Mary and Martha grieve over Lazarus. I love that story. There's so many things that can be seen about that story as we talked about that last week and now as we talk about it this week from John chapter 11. But it's not helpful. It's actually unhelpful and it's really, really misguided. When we have that nuance and winsomeness about Black Lives Matter or about the modern Democratic Party or about homosexuality, we have to have nuance in the right places at the right times. And I tell you what, right now, what we saw over 2020 wasn't wise. It wasn't winsome. It was cowardice. And we have pastors all over the place saying, uh, we've got the third way. We're going to make, we're going to round off the, bl- the blunt edges of the scriptures. And instead of saying the blunt edges of the scriptures are speaking prophetically to the wickedness of critical race theory or the wickedness of the Black Lives Matter movement or the wickedness of the sexual revolution, the continuing sexual revolution, and speaking boldly, we had pastors acting like children. We had pastors acting effeminate. We had pastors hiding behind the third way because they were embarrassed about what God has to say. And guys, damn that kind of nuance. That has to die. This is not a day for nuance. You need that kind of cunning so rarely in ministry now. It comes down in counseling situations. It's, it's with theological nuance. It's not with the wickedness we're facing today. It's not with the world. We don't need that kind of winsomeness with the world. We need to tell the world Jesus is king and you've got to repent. Now, you know where I'm coming from. I've said nuance and winsomeness like a thousand times in this podcast. Use it as a tool in its right place with the right proportion. And in the places that you need to be bold, you've got to be bold. And that is what Big Eva is missing. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.